Which word of the day? Today's word is smudging, verb. Smudging is the ritual of cleaning the energy of a physical space, object, or person. It involves the burning of sacred herbs or resins, most commonly sage or sweetgrass. You can also use incense if you like. The purpose of smudging is to use smoke to carry negative energy out of the area. Generally, we see smudging demonstrated to clear negativity out of a home or to purify ritual tools and tarot cards. You haven't even read that? Wait, what are you doing with the book? So he has the confidence to finish the story. Hear now the words of the witches. This is Kevin and welcome to Words of the Witches, the Charmed podcast that will guide you through the lesser known published material in the Charmed universe and decide how it fits into the grand narrative of the TV series. Uh, so this is Words of the Witches, episode 39. We're covering, which book is this? I guess this makes it book 37 of the numbered books, but still the 39th book that we're doing. And I have with me today as my guest, Roderick. Hello. 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 Yes. I am happy to be here. Thank you very much, Kevin. <laughs> of course. Yes. So formal. I love it. Uh, <laughs> um, and I believe I discovered you because you posted something charmed related on your Instagram. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. We got the season two Blu-ray for the first time, you know, first Blu-ray that was released since the first, you know, official season one. Yes, we got right. we got our like our mod releases. And <laughs> so that's all what, true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just wanted to show uh, some charm to love because I am an avid fan. I've been a fan since 1999, and I know it's uh, like um, uh, I was uh, I was in the midst of the first season, but okay, 1999. My first episode of watching Charmed was that 70s episode. Yes, so I was like, "What is this show? What are they doing with you know powers? And they going back in time?" And I'm a big fan of the supernatural and that's yeah. and so I'm like, "Yes." I mean, that's so, definitely um, an episode to get you hooked. Yeah, right, right. So that was, a, I think, that was a good start. So fast forward all the way to me getting all the DVDs and the merch, and we're just awaiting uh, the second season Blu-ray to come out after the the wait for the first season Blu-ray to come out. I was like, I have to pose. I have to you know, promote this. I have to let CBS know that we want this in our homes. So, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I was excited finally when it came and it has been a, a Blu-ray journey with those various seasons, but it's every all of them are finally out. So, it's good. yes, I have the entire, I think I have the entire series four times on Blu-ray now. Um, and then I have maybe seven or eight times on DVD. I just try to get as many collections as I can. <laughs> I think I have, but like I said, I think I bought it thrice. Um, the original release of the DVDs, then like the complete Book of Shadows, and now the Blu-rays. I'm like, CBS, Paramount, how much money do you want me to spend? <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because I love this show very much. So Very much. So I love, so that 70s episode was your first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, how old were you? Ooh, 1999, that was 12. Okay. I remember seeing it and um, yeah, I was just, just fascinated about, you know, the powers. I'm a, a big Power Rangers fan. So anything power-based mm-hmm. <laughs> around that much childhood, I was like, oh, I have to get into it. So Power Rangers <laughs> really brings me off to all things powers. I was going to bring I that was, up. 
because you're a big mm-hmm. Power Ranger nut. Yeah. Yes. 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 That's also another, you know, aspect of me. So powers, um, I always uh, say that Power Rangers branch me off to powers, but I have to say that Charmed is my supernatural school. So do you have a favorite episode of the entire series? I was just thinking about this. Oh, um, I would have to go back to that 70s episode. If you had to, if you had to ask me, I'd have to go back to that 70s episode because it just means so special to me. And it just, it really just encompasses what Charmed is to me. Uh, Family, uh, a lot of the supernatural, a lot of the sisterhood. And you really saw what Charmed is or what could be for me in that episode. So don't get me wrong. I have what tons of favorites and ask me on this tuesday it might be season five's cat house it may be season six <laughs> forgive me not but um today i think you know my my standing favorite is that first season that 70s that 70s episode yeah and that Shout makes sense Paige Matthews, so, there so. you go there you go and that makes sense because it on top of being a very good episode and representing the series it was your first which also has some clout i would think so yeah i love that <laughs> so which one's your favorite sister it's between uh piper sorry it's between no one it's piper i'm sorry it's <laughs> <laughs> like no i know <laughs> no I, I had to think about it because again i love all of those characters but piper she gave me growth the whole eight seasons mm-hmm. uh well throughout the eight seasons and i really appreciate that one of the reasons i love television is because unlike a movie Typically, you'll see it, you know, in one shot for those two hours. But I really just like you grow. You watch every week. I really watched Piper grow from that. Um, I want to say in a is there a woogie in the house? Her on the floor, just you know, insecure, just like tapping her feet because you know everything was going wrong with yes because everything was going wrong in the house. Two years of you know just everything that happened and living life, building confidence into like a form you know you know which she was not gonna you know take anything from anybody in season eight so i really appreciated piper's growth so she's my favorite i love that beautiful so um when i asked you about doing this podcast and doing the books have you read the books before that or is this like a special occasion can i be honest with you of course okay so (laughs) um i was all things charmed and i was um was peace me i was out okay i said i got the calendars i got the magazine i've got the dvds but as far as the books i think i bought like two books and i saw i started reading them and i was just like piper wouldn't say this like Paige wouldn't say this like i watched Sean too much i could write this like piper wouldn't say this or whatnot but having gone back to house of shards and reading it was just it it got me nostalgic and was I was very much like okay I remember this I remember you know I guess because I was watching it in tandem when you know when the show was on but now that the show is off and I have a bit of more I guess sort of imagination to you know what the charm was going to because it's already wrapped yeah I have no problem I had no problem with the dialogue in this particular book but I just remember when the first time reading it as it was officially rolling out back in the, its you know release time frame heyday i was just reading those books i was like yeah i'm here for the story but i'm like phoebe wouldn't say this page would say this and i kept saying that and i said no that was a headache let me just watch the episode so. <laughs> yeah and what's interesting is because some books some authors do better job than other authors and you know because they, they switch around so mm-hmm. 
Um, this particular author that wrote this one, I'm not usually a fan of her past. Well, let's just, why don't we just get into, <laughs> into the book? So we're doing House of Shards, and then I'll get into the author. So the author was uh, Nicole Ostow, who wrote The Crucible in the Warren Witches Anthology book. And then she wrote Changeling Places before this. So this was published October 24th, 2006. So this, this is after the show had wrapped and finished. So this was a later book. We're nearing the end of these books. Right. Uh, and then it was reprinted January 2nd, 2007. I cannot believe it's been that long. Was that like 16 years? So it was like, I remember it. It's like it was yesterday, like watching it. I, I was like, I watching charmed uh those sunday nights was everything and years afterwards i will be on a sunday night and i was like like where's charmed like where's that sunday night fix that i need and i've been saying i said that for years afterwards of course years later the reboot happened and it was on sunday nights but that's that was something else entirely different so i don't know her i don't know her <laughs> Ah. (laughs) Uh, uh, unfortunately i do because because i love the show that much anything with charmed name on it i had to see every episode even though i was in protest the entire time well this book the cover let's describe the cover here i actually really like this cover a lot i think it's really beautiful this Um, is why i bought the book actually uh it catches your eye it's the season eight uh, promo photo, like their main season eight promo photo. And I was like, ah, oh. like I, this, I love this photo of them. They really do look like blood related in this particular photo because um, exactly. that's why that's why exactly I bought it. I'm like, okay, cool. Because um, the show is ending or had ended. And I was like, let me get this, you know, maybe they continue some more mm-hmm. season eight type stories. But getting into it, I see that we are kind of off on the timeline. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, yeah. But yeah, season eight was great because season eight was the season where they all looked very much like sisters. They probably looked mm. most like sisters this season. Um, yes. Beautiful season eight promo picture. And then we have the manor, like kind of like behind them and but it's not like bright it's like dark a little bit in shadow it's beautiful this is the first this is the only book no sorry this is not the only book this is the second book that has the manor on the cover the other one was the crimson spell book three had the manor on it as well Mm. um so but only two books actually show the manor which is crazy and then we get a little bit of a night sky a little bit of clouds in there beautiful and then it has the tagline the manners turned against them. The manners turned against them. And yes, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, back of the book says, these walls have watched the witches. The witches have watched the world. These walls now turn against them. Some evil's been unfurled. The, the one thing any Hallowell witch has always been able to count on is Hallowell Manor, the ancestral home of the Charmed Ones and one of San Francisco's historical landmark homes. The grand old house has sheltered generations of women and bits of Trump history are practically built into the walls. So when the manor seems to have turned against its inhabitants, needless to say, the Hallowell sisters start to worry. It begins simply. The hot water heater is broken. No big. Leo's great around the house. But this is no simple plumbing problem. Soon, the manor seems to be messing with the girls, Leo and White, in increasingly malicious ways. Thankfully, the Book of Shadows has created a safe zone for itself in the attic. But the Charmed Ones can hardly live up there forever. Can they find out what's turned their safe haven into an evil lair before it's too late for the manor and for them? 
very enticing. Yeah, because fans know that the manor is such a character in and of itself, and it's a very iconic thing for Charmed fans. This was probably a very eye-catching book. This book, according to the fandom, says that it is set between episode three, season six, episode three, Forget Me Not, which you mentioned, and episode 10, Crisscrossed, as Wyatt had already summoned a dragon, but Phoebe has not yet moved to Hong Kong with Jason. Um, I do agree with that, but I actually refined it a little, little bit more, which I'll talk about at the end about where I think it would be narrowed down a little bit more. So I'll, I'll tell you why. Uh, <laughs> but that's what's cool because um, there's lots to talk about with this one. <laughs> All right. So I guess we'll start in. It, the first thing is a prologue. And it starts with Piper in the kitchen with Wyatt. She's like, you know, making him some cereal, Cheerios or whatever. And then she turns around and she finds like this giant puppy. She calls it like a, she's like, is this a demon? It's like, it's like Clifford, the big red dog. Right. That's exactly what I imagined. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Except this is like a giant white dog or whatever. And and it's very cuddly and very friendly. Um, It's ears are touching the ceiling. She's like, oh, (laughs) interested she's like is this a demon tell me we gotta get it um so she's concerned that it might be a dog demon and she calls for leo she's like leo this thing is in here um leo has no idea what it is he's like i've never seen such a thing <laughs> um and the dog like wants to play perif- it, like playfully pals at piper but it kind of nicked her form because she's like a giant dog so it kind of like hurt her she got like a little scratch right um but piper then blows up the dog <laughs> I was like such violence is such a Wyatt, but uh, in front of Wyatt, but yeah. Wyatt, I believe is like full of glee. Once you know, he's like, "Yay!" Like <laughs> it happened. <laughs> I love it. Everything. This is so cool. <laughs> such a spectacle. <laughs> but I would. I felt so bad for that little puppy dog. The well, giant puppy dog. Because I'm like, he's not bad. Right, he's just an extension of Wyatt. I think all of these manifestations are just an extension of mm-hmm. him. So it's you know, it could be okay. But I think Piper being Piper is very much you know flummoxed and was yeah. very like, Wyatt, why we're just trying to eat cereal? No, <laughs> I don't have time sense. for this. Right. Uh, it's interesting though because um, there's a book previously called Mystic Knoll where Wyatt conjured a dog out of his storybook as well similarly it wasn't as giant but he conjured a dog in that one too so interesting uh, but she explodes the the puppy thing leo heals piper's cut uh, and then they notice that the cartoon dog that was summoned was the same dog that was on wyatt's little sippy cup and yes. they're like oh wyatt must have conjured that so that's this this is when they discover that so phoebe and Paige come into the kitchen and tell piper that the hot water is out and leo says i can fix it <laughs> Oh gosh, and so it begins. So yes. <laughs> the um I wanted to say that um of course, as I say that uh, one of my favorite episodes is uh Forgive Me Not. And it's about, of course, Wyatt uh manifesting, you know, a dragon from the television and whatnot. And when I think the WB promoted it as the dragon's heat. Oh, I yes. was like, what? I, my, my expectation was so low. I was like, come on. What are you going to bring in, you know, this dragon in? What is it? It's going to be, you know, with the, the I don't know, the graphics you're going to use, whatever it is, it's going to be lame. I had, my, like, I really was, like, beating the episode down. 
So when I saw it and, um, you know, the whole episode with the cleaners and everything, that introduction, when I tell you it was one of my favorites, like I, I really, I re- I'm so glad it turned the tides on me. And I believe at the time TNT was repurposing um, those Charmed episodes. I think Charmed came on Sunday and that Tuesday, they would show that Sunday's episode mm-hmm. on TNT and TNT would make their own promos. That was more, a little bit more dramatic than the WBs. Yeah. And when, they, when I saw that and I saw I'm like, ooh, see, look what they did. I'm like, exactly. This is the episode that I saw on Sunday night. Whatever the WB did in their marketing <laughs> did not have me, apparently. So different networks like, have their own priorities, and you can definitely see that. <laughs> and I didn't understand it because I'm like, they're both like Warner Brothers, like, you know, connect. But <laughs> but yeah, so I'm you know that. That was just funny how that, you know, I wanted to share that. That was just funny how that happened. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. So with chapter one, we start with uh, the evening that Phoebe comes home from work and is craving a hot shower because the water is awry. Leo hasn't made any progress because he is cursing the heavens that he has not made any progress down in the basement. I can't figure it out. Right. What is wrong with me? (laughs) Right. Um, Piper and uh, Phoebe go to the basement and see what Leo is up to. Leo says that there's a backup sending all the hot water to the washer now. I have to interject because I'm such... Perfectionist and whatnot. The wash and dryer sat in the basement in the show. Like there is a whole laundry room in the you know it, it's the geography of the set, the kitchen, and then when you exiting the, the back door, it's through the laundry room. I'm like, so why did for the purpose of say, will it just expend the imagination there and just put the washer and dryer in the basement of the store? Yeah, but I thought definitely, that a- definitely put a pin on that for a canonical because this book is full of errors (laughs) like a lot um so we're gonna have a lot to discuss after we finish this book about all the things that were wrong um but this is the first of many (laughs) (laughs) so the washer flies up and uh, flew up and water began to spew everywhere causing a hole in the ceiling phoebe levitated and recited a spell to mitigate the stream of the water and piper then blows up the ceiling plaster so i can cave in on it and cover the leak yeah Fun little action thing over here. That was really nice. A little fun. <laughs> Chapter two. It's a week later. So we, we skipped some time. Paige is like relaxing in her room. Piper and Leo are watching a movie while Phoebe is on a date with Jason. Oh, that guy. <laughs> oh, gosh. That chapter. Oh, I like Jason. Though. He, was cool. yeah. he was a cool dude. Yeah. Um, so we know, so we know he's she's dating and Jason or seeing Jason, um, but that's all we ever hear. Just the mention of him. Paige makes her way to the bathroom, but when she opened the door, there's like a giant black hole in there. A sucking black hole in the bathroom. <laughs> How and why? They're like Paige is just trying to go to the bathroom. There's chaos, but yeah, she's like, it's, and it began like sucking her in. So she's like, what the hell? So she calls for Leo. Well, because Leo and Piper are downstairs. She's like, hello, people. I guess Piper says she starts to run up to her, but then she's like stopped by the wind or whatever. Right. Uh, so they're like shouting. They're like, what's up there? What's happening? <laughs> um, I can't get to you. I can't uh, get to you. The wind is gushing, uh, you know, out of the bathroom. She is trying to see if she can close the door. Yeah. Um, so Leo instructs her on the best plan of action. He's like, yeah, orb the door to you or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then if, then you, if you close the door, then I can orb you. 
Mm-hmm. How did you <laughs> how did you feel about that plan of action? <laughs> oh, I have got thoughts. thoughts. Okay. Okay. I have got thoughts about that. Um and question some of the powers that question the powers used and why that this was this kind of alluded because Paige could have just like orbed away, couldn't she? Just orbed herself out. <laughs> I thought so too. Like, <laughs> yeah, she could have. And so, she, um, right. <laughs> like, she really didn't need, uh, I guess, for like protection purposes, Leo was there. But I think why she didn't just orb out altogether. But right. <laughs> but um, so, uh, what happens is Paige orbs the bathroom door closed, so finally gets closed, and then Leo orbs Paige to safety from there. Um, so. Orbing. In this scene, Leo uses telekinetic orbing to get Paige, which he does not have that power. <laughs> no, only Paige and Wyatt does in this. Yeah, Chris, yeah, and Chris would too, but he's right. not in this book. Um, so the powers don't make sense here. Leo does have the ability to remote orb, so he can like send people or people away, but he can't. That's only outgoing. He can't right. or something to him. To him, yeah. Yeah, he just has to go off to retrieve it and come back. So I was just like, mm, yeah. <laughs> why did they put that in? That's such yeah. <laughs> they just took some creative license as to, you know, well, what if we just make it easier that Leo just, you know, orbs her, you know, <laughs> yeah. from there? I'm like, but he can't or just white lighters can't, period. Like, right. you have to have some kind of, we've seen it, some kind of, you know, which energy about you so mm-hmm. there i say I, I could i could be jumping the gun because i know we're going to talk about this t- timeline yeah. here but you know if this is where you say it is he is an elder now mm-hmm. so maybe check that some too. elder type powers were in him to do so he can a little, little bit of an elevation a little upgrade <sighs> on his you know powers altogether so i would you know m- coast that into my psyche like okay that makes sense to me okay <laughs> that that will let me sleep at night if you will because you okay. know you know you can ponder uh, that Leo's an elder, so yeah i mean if, mm-hmm. if and the only thing is do they ever say him i think don't they send him to check with the elders at one point check with the elders they do not mention the status and they do not mention chris as well so it seems like that he is there it's kind of a juxtaposition between six and five because yeah. you know he's a uh, uh, season five because uh he wouldn't do that like i'm gonna go check with the elders right. <laughs> um that he know, was an elder you know, if yeah. chris was there while well, he yeah. was an elder yeah yeah mm-hmm. so mm, curious there so leo or page to safety even though she could have orbed herself there we go um and <laughs> and then they go to search um the book of shadows and they find nothing in there to explain the phenomenon. Like this random black hole appeared. No explanation whatsoever. So the next morning, Leo goes to the elders. See, I think I think he's just a white letter, but they messed up his powers. <laughs> right. Right. Like they um it's it it is very clear that he, you know, because he goes to the elders several times to check with them. So I think that's just white lighter they're doing. And again, they just took a little bit of creative license with the powers. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, but I, but Loki, I really don't do love this era of Charmed, if you will, because uh, there were, there really was, and it's a short era if you think about it, but between um, 
just get into that 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 just position in the middle of like two to four to five where um yes where you know Prue is gone pages in but that whole the three of them fighting demons every week and Leo checking with the elders I love that aspect which harmed the, that dynamic it up and just, yeah kind of you know went on once you know the introduction of Wyatt and Leo becoming elder but yeah it's all part of the story yeah um so the next morning phoebe and Paige are like sitting in the living room and i love this because phoebe has her empathy and she can feel Paige's confusion about the black holes because Paige is sitting here like what could it be what is this and she's like racking her brain and just so confused by it all and phoebe's like i can feel your confusion (laughs) (laughs) so this was um Yes, before, you know, everybody, so she can feel the sister's emotions as well. Mm-hmm. So This is key in having me place where I place it. So I believe that this book would take place between Forget-Me-Not and Loves a Witch, because that's the episode where mm-hmm. they take the potion to block the empath. Yes, so. from the Chototu egg, yes. Mm-hmm. So that's where you narrow it down between three and five is where this would go. Phoebe tells Paige her date with Jason was weird. <laughs> This is a weird thing, too, because she felt as if the food was calling out to her. I thought that was so weird altogether, but yes. Like, what? Is this like VeggieTales or something? (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, like, even now in the manor, I feel the food in the kitchen. I feel like the life essence, the food that died here is in pain. I'm like, this is the life essence i'm like i don't think besides those the only live animals i remember is that turkey from yeah. house call like no yeah. i don't think they the meat they actually killed yeah the meat <laughs> the meat is talking to me they're crying out for, for help right. like phoebe have you been smoking something on the side what was in your dinner i don't <laughs> Like the food is calling out to me and I can hear their pain. And I was like, what? Really? Yeah. Oh, the Pimpty is strong. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it was so strange, but funny. It was, I don't know. Um, so Paige wonders, she's like, what's got the manor a magical protest? The manor must be hating on us because they made black holes on me and make the food talk to you. Ooh, it's an evil manor. <laughs> Ooh, we're an evil manor. <laughs> Oh, it's evil is protesting us for some reason. We don't know why. Um, it's just um oh, we don't, it's just so weird altogether. Yeah. And chapter three, it's all you. <laughs> Piper and Wyatt are having a play date with another mo- mother, um, Eliza and her son Ben. <laughs> Piper wished that she could have seen Leo when he was alive as a war medic and knew that it would never happen. A luck be a lady. <laughs> so I put that in there because in Luck Be a Lady, the novel. They actually, she actually ended up going back in time to wartime, and oh. she ended up. She did see Leo from a distance in his war garb and his his soldier outfit, and she sang a song from the stage to him, even though they never met yet. And she, it was really beautiful. So the fact that she's like, "That would never happen." I'm like, "Oh, well, it did happen in a book that came right. before this." So luck be a lady. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Piper grabs a stuffed police officer and gives it to Wyatt to play with. 
<laughs> um, ben screams, and Piper notices a giant stuffed live policeman in the corner. Officer Friendly, I want to say. Officer Friendly, yes. yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Officer Friendly, uh, Piper freezes Liza as she is returning to the playroom, then explodes the conjured officer. Now, Officer Friendly, if I remember, was not too friendly. Like, it was not the puppy uh, friendly. It Officer was a little bit more aggressive, if you will. Yeah. And he was, I mean, he didn't get to do much. He just started walking with intention or something right. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the play date ends without any magical exposure. Um, Phoebe and Paige are not finding any explanations of the magical evil afoot going on in the house. Paige decides to take a nap while Phoebe works on a spell to reveal the forces that are behind the house. Paige opens the door to her bedroom and gasps. <laughs> Oh, I, I love this too. Um, Piper returns and chats with her sisters about the day they all had. Um, Paige tells Piper her home is weird. Piper decides to take a look for herself. And uh, that is, that is going to be an interesting look when she sees it. Piper finds an electric surge of a projected memory of their childhood. Grams is there reading The Little Mermaid to a young Prue, Piper, Phoebe, and a young Paige. Mm-hmm. So that was... That was very interesting there. That was an interesting aspect of the story. Asp. Yes, indeed. Um, Piper is startled and knew that the memory was false, but she choked up thinking about how wonderful it would be to have all four of them grow up together. She thinks to herself how Prue and Paige would have really loved each other. The sisters pull out the old photo albums just as Piper starts to feel labor pains because, you know, Piper was about to, it was, I think Piper was comparing the room back then to, you know, it was through those photo albums. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, they realize that she's in the very room that she gave birth to Wyatt and they think the house is possessed. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, this was a crazy chapter. Yeah. I love the story points that they um they pointed with this, you know, again with me and time and you know how I love, you know, them going back and you know that 70s episode. I just thought that was very creative. How they mm-hmm. uh, how you know that aspect of you know if something was going on with the house and it was attacking them, that it would attack them in this way. So yeah, this is a it's getting into the family history and the feels. I mean, yeah. I just I was choked up at this point too, because you know, Pepper goes in there, she's like, Oh my gosh. Oh, she's like, oh, Prue and Paige would have gotten along so well. This is beautiful. Uh, and I'm like, yes, this is amazing. Uh, yes. <laughs> like, this doesn't seem like a bad thing. I mean, totally fake, but it doesn't seem bad. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm in the dining room. This is where I gave birth to Wyatt. Why am I having labor pains? Oh, why is the house doing this to me? <laughs> yeah, that, <came. laughs> that did come out of left field. I was like, labor pains? Like, why, like, right now that yeah. she would feel that? So, um, but I remember it well, the day mm-hmm. the magic died. So, yes. yes. Season five, episode 15. There mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, chapter four. The sisters think how the manor has never acted out on them before in all the generations, unless there was another force at play, i.e., right. the Nexus or you know somebody else. The Wookiee Man. Yes, so, I believe Fever pronounced it Wookiee Man, <laughs> or is that just the buck teeth? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so interesting. Mm-hmm. The sound of a door slamming open and closed alarms the sisters. <laughs> the black hole is back in the but bathroom. Back in the bathroom. How again? So... There's a car in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting, I love that you get my references. It's great. <laughs> 
Um, so they're like, okay, the black hole is back. Our whatever thing we did to get rid of it before was just temporary. So the three of them with Wyatt jump over the wind and suction that the bathroom black hole is doing to get to the safety of the attic. They're like, let's fly. I just, I just some crazy action jump. Whoa. I love how they said that the runner was like fluttering into the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. And they had to chop over it. Yeah. It's a very monster house. Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they jump over this craziness and get to the attic. Um, the book of shadows flipped to an entry and at the bottom of it says a house whose inhabitants turn against it will turn against its inhabitants. Page is like, Hmm, maybe we're not devoting enough time to our charmed destiny. Maybe the house thinks we're abandoning it. And so it's going against us. Oh, maybe we should, we should do more magic stuff instead of being selfish and having one in personal lives. Sure. (laughs) I have some strong opinions about this, but. I'll wait till later to you know divulge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's something that they did too, like in season eight. Too, they're like they're so selfish. Why they, they you know, they're charmers. They shouldn't want to have things that normal people want. I'm like, really though? That's I think that's a little stupid. <laughs> Christy, who are you right now? Like, we just met you. So what? So yeah, yeah. So now the house is judging them too, just like Christy. The house right. is the house is country Christy. There you okay. go. <laughs> um. So. Leo orbs in and tells them he thinks the negative residual energy of the house could be working against them, which is very reminiscent of house call. House call was, you know, my thought process the these next few chapters. Yeah. I was like, I wonder if they're gonna go harken back to the witch doctor or house call in this universe and never happened. Um, but I think that would be the first thing they would do, given that they had the history already and that the house was already cleansed. Because if this was in the timeline that you said it was, and I say it was like early sixth season, I'm like, the house call was like second half of season five. So it just was cleansed. So it should be okay, right? But yeah, this house is clear. So Leo says there should be a spell to repurify the house in the Book of Shadows. Let's not call the witch doctor because they kind of turned against us last time, even though that didn't happen. But true, true. That, um, but even then, they should know better by now, too. But who knows? Maybe they just don't want to... To deal the with the traumas there. Like, we're yeah. not going to deal with the traumas anymore. We're good. We're yeah. Good. We're fine. So, like, we can re- we can purify the house ourselves with this spell in the Book of Shadows. But the spell takes six months. <laughs> I'm like, are you like kidding it. me? This uh, this uh, with the book Liberty six months six months we have an hour so of course that would be <laughs> television we have an hour so that means that we'll you know it's a little bit more expedited but six months for the you know house to be fully cleansed like yeah. that did not I di- I didn't know where that came from so I was like what so he's like yeah so it takes six months to take effect so we're gonna have to move out. Because if anyone enters, any family member enters in that six month period, we have to start broken. all over again. Yeah, yeah. Broken, we have to start over. I'm like, mm. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they start going like house shopping and like we're gonna do the ritual and then leave and never come back for months and months and months at a time. Yeah, it seems like a horrible situation. <laughs> all right. So we enter with chapter five. Piper meets Phoebe at a new age shop to get ingredients for their ritual. The clerk at the checkout then like, knew exactly what they were trying to achieve with the house cleansing. So she recommends some rose quartz and uh, for balancing the energy distribution. 
They leave the shop and reminisce about their memories and the manor, feeling very nostalgic because they can't believe they have to leave the manor. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Phoebe grabs some letters that uh, that was sent into her through Axe Phoebe and notices that they seem to be all reminiscent about her personal experience with, you know, childhood homes and her letters are connected to the homes as well. But um, to, <laughs> to, like, uh, are these letters being sent to taunt me? Why, why uh, do they know my pain? <laughs> Like they're hitting, they're they're hitting a little too close to home, you know, on the nose there. So yeah. mm, she uh, tells Elise that she has termites. That's why she has to take off from you know from work from yeah. going into the office. She like, can, yes, you, know, you move, you take care of your house, honey. Right. At like, <laughs> least was mad supportive in this book. I'm like, mm. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she oh. she did love Phoebe, but she would question she a little bit more. I mean, I guess that is a valid excuse. I mean, how do you right. argue with that? But still. Still, I just want a little bit, a little bit of rebuttal, just a little. Right. <laughs> uh, the scene, uh, okay. Um, while Leo uh, was packing, Paige was submitted to another hologram in her bedroom. While she, everybody else was scurrying around trying to get everything done for the new house, Paige was stuck sitting up in her room. Yeah. I'm not gonna and, pack. Uh, I'm not gonna yeah. clean. I just sit up here and watch my movies, my home right, movies. Right, home movies and whatnot. But this really pulled at the heartstrings because um, Grams was teaching a young Paige and the three sisters magic. Uh, Paige knew that she couldn't because, of course, she wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And it was impossible, but yet it made her feel whole, which that was nice all together. Grams was teaching them about lucky spells and how to write them. A young Phoebe came up the perfect uh, luck spell <laughs> out of her ass and Paige... <laughs> loves these scenes so yes yeah. so that was that well i like that because it very much honed in on uh phoebe as a spell writer it or, did. um yeah where um prue was uh telekineticing and piper was freezing um yeah. phoebe had a um uh, didn't have an active power so at that time she was very much into you know the uh hardcore kickboxing and spell writing so mm-hmm. that's what she attributed but yeah can you imagine like grams teaching the girls as children about their witchiness and about their powers and how to write spells like that's just a cool concept that we would never would have gotten in the actual lore um, mm-hmm. and you know and and they know it's fake too which is crazy but just it's just neat just it's cool to you know theorize about that stuff i can go on about the tons of charm theories because um so just to have a show but i don't know how they would work just to have a show about what grams was like raising them back then mm-hmm. and uh, dealing with demons dealing with the various husbands and whatnot i'm like i would just want to see right. that life. So, yeah. and i don't know if you remember but the original concept of the reboot was supposed to take place in the 70s yes Yes, and I did not. Where's that, that show? Um, they, <laughs> <laughs> well, they, well, like, they, what right. if they what if if they did like a Grams and Patty seventies show? Mm-hmm. Like if they had the show about them raising like them as children, I would have been all about that, you know? Right, right. Um, that was uh, if I might. Can I digress a little bit? Yeah. Um, Witchstock. It was said in season six of Witchstock that they had everything in pre-production ready to go for the storyline to be about Patty. But because um Fanola Hughes couldn't was unavailable. shoot was unavailable, they had just switched changed to about Grams. I was like that. I like I love you know I like the episode and everything, but I really wished something would have happened because it takes place in the 60s, and I want to say that was timeline wise like patty's era so i would really like to have seen like a, a young patty a young grams mm-hmm. and that type of thing and like you said about you know just seeing them back in the day that would have been a show so yeah, yeah. and which that irks me a little bit just because 
it's supposed to be 1967. Right. And then when we see her in 1975, she's nothing like that Patty or that Penny, you know? Um, so, and 1967 Patty would have been, Patty would have been 17. Mm-hmm. You know, she would have been a teenager. Um, would have been really cool. But check out, I don't know if you know, but if you ever read the Warren Witches anthology book, if you yeah. have that book, um, there's some stories that take place like in Patty's history and Penny's history. No, I didn't. Uh, I do. What do I do? I have. I have the book three. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, but the, yeah. that particular book I didn't get. Yeah. Yeah. If you, I mean, you could always buy it, but you can always listen to the episode we did on it too to get some of those stories because there's some really neat stories. They don't always do the best, but um, it's still kind of interesting because they take place in like more of Patty and Graham's history when they were younger without the girls, and it's cool. Chapter six. Piper wakes Phoebe as it is moving day. Time to leave our house for six months. Uh, (laughs) We have to perform the ritual and leave. Mm -hmm. So but Paige was like, I was up all night watching the scenes playing out of this childhood that I never had. I was just, I was in the fields, you guys. I was like crying. I was laughing. I was having the best time. I was like, oh, you get it done? Okay. Where's my bags? (laughs) I did want to say this though. Like, wasn't that that I know she was seeing them as all together as girls, but the cooking lesson, I believe, that Paige saw with her and Graham's baking cookies, that was yeah. that chapter right too, right? Right. I believe so. And they were she was like they're baking peanut butter cookies. Right. And the girl, the girls, Piper and Phoebe were telling them telling her, like, Paige, you know that's not true because right. Graham's uh, is oatmeal. Oatmeal cookies and mm-hmm. whatnot. But I think that besides watching the all four of them uh talk to Grams, the thing that really drove her over in this chapter about, okay, guys, something, you know about what's about what she what you're about to say is that she saw a young her and grams bake cookies so yeah that was nice that was nice too so i mean for her yeah. yeah all these like all these childhood memories of like how it would have been growing up with you know this family that she's come to know and love that she never knew before oh it's just really sweet really wonderful mm-hmm. she's in the in the scene and currently she's cooking with grams and then in this vision in this projection hologram whatever it was Grams told her that as long as she's in this house, she has a haven. So Paige is like, oh, she's not talking to little girl me. She's talking to grown-up me. This is for me in the moment. Right. <laughs> she's giving, is- giving me a clue. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sign. She's talking to me. Yes. This is for me. This is not just for me. I have to tell my sisters, which is very which is very page like like she would go on um it's very it's the independent nature in her like the other two sisters would be like page what are you talking about she was like no i know what i'm saying i have a strong <laughs> feeling about this she's very headstrong and that's right very much like her yeah mm-hmm. so page tells her sisters that she believes the house has not turned to them at all like she thought the house is not evil but something evil has taken over the house oh gasp <laughs> a lot of gasps yes so with chapter seven we have, 
shorts. Yes. So uh, Paige is convinced that they don't have to move anymore. All of the moving men and Leo and all the work that they put in. <laughs> bring them back. Bring them back here. Back. Bring them back. <laughs> they won't mind. We're paying them. That's fine. We're paying them by the hour. It's fine. It's fine. Um, and tells us uh, tells his sisters about the past portals and our theories. Um, Paige pours the potion down the drain. The sisters decide to research the history of the matter for the clues, and they head off towards the library. Yeah. To the library. <laughs> <laughs> and um from there, yeah, I thought that was uh that takes me back when Phoebe was in school. Uh, season two, they mentioned that, of course. They did. Uh, so yeah. Um that's something that was a branch of library, and I'm, this is not a university one with the full research. So <laughs> yeah. So they're just mm-hmm. like gathering some materials and checking out. And, yeah. So chapter eight, a quiet night passes <laughs> uh, and they make plans to read their research. It's like, we, we got to go over what we found. But everyone's just like chilling. They're like, it's fine. We can put it off. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> like this, you know, huge supernatural event is going on in Dallas and they have this, they're really honing in on, you know, you know, just chill. We need to have a balance outside of magic. You know, that's all been our mantra as of late. So yeah, we're just gonna chill for right now. Yeah, it's like the house isn't attacking us today, so we're gonna revel in it and just like right. not do anything to stop it and just have a chill day. <laughs> I think what kicked them off was that they had a good night's sleep, like nothing happened like right. the night before, so they slept through the whole night, including Wyatt. So they was like, oh yes, good chill vibes all together. Mm-hmm. We'll worry about the house, you know, in the morning. <laughs> exactly. So Piper goes to a mommy and me meeting with Wyatt. This is a big thing for Piper. She was going to like these mommy kid like get togethers. And at this get together, Wyatt conjures a tiger, but Piper disposes of it. She blows it up and stuff. And, you know, she's like, nobody saw. (laughs) And this tiger was a little bit more vicious. I saw. Yeah. He was going to attack. Very, very uh, scary gnarly you know uh at the end of the meeting one of the moms celeste proposes piper host the next meeting she's like oh why don't you do the next one <laughs> it's like we, you never host what's wrong with you that mommy and me's were being nosy like that's what i know it's like, like they really want to get in piper's house yeah. like we always wondered about you guys yeah. what's going on you can host the next you know meeting <laughs> Yes, just everything seems a little off. I'm very suspicious. I want to snoop. Let just let's just come. Let, me, let us come over. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, and Piper kind of brushes it off, brushes it off. She's like, you know, I can host whenever. You know, whatever happens. Whenever, whenever. you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, like, no, Piper, you can do it. Host, no, you can host. Host it, please. Mm-hmm. So that's <laughs> at her desk uh, at work. Phoebe begins to read newspaper clippings um, that she gathered at the library of the history of their home. And there's like three different entries about different like things. Ash on the street. Ash on the street. Uh, um, Rare gray doves that seem to appear overnight. Right. Like, uh, and then um, lunar eclipse appeared for a few moments, an unplanned lunar eclipse. And astronomers and meteorologists were baffled. Right. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so they're, they're, these are, they're kind of insinuating that these are all happenings that happened during the ancestors and their witchy spells and stuff that might have uh, made these happen. Phoebe comes home and Paige tells her that she hears something. Do you hear that? I hear a noise. <laughs> this uh, can't be good. Ooh, Paige approaches a photo of Prue, Piper, and Phoebe from Christmas ages ago. 
Oh, and like why why you could just threw in that um Victor Christmas tape. Right. <laughs> I bet just for the same thing. You know what? I would like to think that that was from that Christmas. So yeah. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh so but she sees a picture of Queer Paper Phoebe from Christmas and she gets like really sinister vibes. She's like, this feels evil to me. <laughs> I don't care how happy you girls are in this picture. I'm not in it, so it's evil. <laughs> catching evil vibes and they're like Paige you don't even have that power what are you talking about I know I'm Phoebe the, is the one Phoebe. with I'm Phoebe I'm the psychic one why you why you get up on my my game here right I have the empathy I have the premonition like what's going on <laughs> yeah so they call Leo and they all hear a large crash upstairs uh, Leo Phoebe and Paige check in on Piper's room um and then in Piper's room books are flying out then, oh yeah, so they're like the shelf is like throwing out the books and it's like in the back into the bookshelf. Right, right. <laughs> it's expelling off and coming back. It's very spoonful of sugar, you know. Yes, yes. How the, <laughs> Mary Poppins how the childhood furniture, yes, how the childhood furniture would come back together. That's what I was imagining yep. as well. You just snap it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then it goes. Whoop, whoop. Uh, <laughs> um, so books are flying everywhere. Uh, eventually zoning in on Wyatt bouncing. Oh yeah. So yeah, they, they fly out, but they, Wyatt puts his force foot up so they don't hit him. The books don't hit him. They just ricochet off of that. And then Leo orbs in to the room without his legs. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Like, so it's crazy. Just, so he's just like, flo- I just imagine like, he's just floating. Like, cause you know, he has float abilities, but yeah. Floating just, he's upright. He's at their level, but with no legs. Yeah. So only his upper half of the body of Leo is there right in the room he's like where's my legs at oh it's like i'm like okay it's very it's like the opposite of onward where the dad has is just the legs right this is mm-hmm. just the top <laughs> right right so yeah that, lots of disney it, references this episode <laughs> it's weird it's um it's weird it's different but yeah yeah so the sisters perform a spell to make leo whole again because it's like, you know, we need your whole body. You need to figure out your orbit. I don't know why only half of you is orbit. Uh, Wyatt gets fussy and they realize that he probably wants his stuffed bug toy, Bobo. Bobo. Okay. <laughs> this is the yes. first first introduction of Bobo. He's right. not over yet. Mm. <laughs> so Piper goes to retrieve the toys. Like, this is his favorite toy. Um, and she's attacked by a fangy blob demon from the closet. <laughs> I was, I'm like, is the blob back? Or oh, wait a minute, because I was I, when I saw blob, uh, the first thing I thought of was that um, the green blob, the slime demon from, from, slime from, demon. from Witchstock. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but yeah, no, this is some other thing that has just like some closet monster. Don't look in the closet; it much is going to get you. <laughs> so Piper tries to blow it up, but it completely missed the demon. It like almost goes through him and hits the photo right. on the wall instead. So she's like, well, this isn't going to work. Well, all right. He's immune to my blowing up and my blowy uppies. Uh, so, exactly. <laughs> so she resets a spell. There's lots of spells in this book. Um, and it vanquishes the demon. She's like, okay, good. He's gone. And then she grabs the Bobo toy and, mm-hmm. and leaves the room. So with chapter nine, Piper returns and tells them of the demon that will attack them in the room. 
Phoebe reminded Piper that she was terrified of a closet monster and that she, when she was younger, and uh, <laughs> this was funny. Remember that you couldn't go into the closet for a year? I'm like, you didn't go. <laughs> I'm like, Piper didn't go into the closet for a year? How? Like, can you get my clothes? I don't want to go in there. It's almost, it's almost like Phoebe not wanting to go in the basement. You know, very oh, similar. I guess. Yeah, right. So um, Piper returns, Bobo to Wyatt, and he screams even louder. She was sure that Wyatt, <laughs> that is what Wyatt wanted, of course, but Wyatt angrily throws Bobo out of his playpen into the attic, and when the toy lands, Bobo appears in demon form. <gasps> like, oh, oh. Bobo, oh gosh, is ten feet tall and has tentacles and pinchers and came <laughs> that came upon him. Like, what kind of toy is this? <laughs> tentacles. I picture. Right. I have you ever played Kingdom Hearts? Back in its heyday, uh, Catch okay. Queen 2002, yes. Okay, yeah, this is this is a thing from the first game. I think of the parasite cage from Monstro with Pinocchio that had Pinocchio in this thing and it had this tentacle yes. things and there was like spikes on one and there was like a mouth on one and that's and what I kind of picture. With this, with because he had multiple tentacles, right? right. And was going after him. Okay, yes. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, Bobo then... Well, Phoebe tries to levitate and kick him, but hits the spike ball on, you know, because what kind of toy is this again with multiple? <laughs> I like, saying, it, it was cute before. Right. <laughs> before, and it, it, he had like scissors, like um, safety scissors on one of them too. So mm-hmm. one of his tentacles has scissors, one of them has like a spiky ball. Weird. What a weird yeah, toy. Weird. All together. Uh, Bobo. Went after the Book of Shadows, but paid his visit to her. But well, continues out of the manor and into the house. I was, uh, I was very interesting then. And the. Yeah. Um, in the kitchen, the sisters grab the uh, uh, remains, remnants of the old potion, and recites a spell to banish Bobo. Bobo then disappears within the pictures, and the home change and explode. House of shards begins to fall. House from of the shards. Oh. Yes. <laughs> they all return to Leo, and they tell him that they believe that it has to do with their childhood fears. They also believe Bobo was alive the minute. The weirdness began and started happening in the house, and it was just turned invisible. He was uh, then conjured by Wyatt at the same time as the dog, so they believed that it was intended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lee Bubble is still around, but invis- uh, is uh, invisible once again. Phoebe suggests they dive, delve into their childhood traumas to, in order to vanquish Bobo for good. So they really do feel mm-hmm. that Bobo is the culprit behind all of this. I'm Phoebe. I'm using my psychology degree. Right. <laughs> let's let's get into our traumas, our childhood traumas. Let's go into you know what Freud would say and go from there. Mm-hmm. So chapter ten. This is where they all have to you know, confront their personal issues here. So mm-hmm. Phoebe remembers the family meals and how she felt loved and cared for when Graham's cooked. So she was, she was still hearing like the food voices, their, their screams of pain, uh, but she ignored them um, and began to cook to connect with her good memory. She's like, yes, I always felt so much love. I'm Phoebe. I'm never cooked, but I'm going to cook today. <laughs> <laughs> I've never cooked, but I'm gonna cook today for real because my like, piper is the cook. What is Phoebe doing in the kitchen like this? So, yeah, that was funny to me. Yeah, the only time I remember her really cooking was in Lost and Bound when she had the Graham's ring. Feed him, That's right? Right. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, so she's cooking today. Hopefully, it was like a really easy meal, but apparently, she made like this extravagant dinner. So, who knows? I don't know. Uh, it sounded good too. It did. I was hungry. Chicken and mm. so. 
she begins to cook and the voices subsided. So these food voices were going away. Uh, Piper and Leo went to the dining room with Wyatt. You know, this is where she gave birth to Wyatt. So she began to feel the labor pains again. She's like, oh, there it goes. These memories. <laughs> but she decides to tell Wyatt about the day he was born, which was so sweet. Oh, my gosh. So that was yeah, a nice memory. Yeah. So she's telling Wyatt about how she felt and what um, the day he the day was like with him um and she when she was done she finds that she really did cherish the story and afterwards she felt very fantastic and relieved and really warm i think so beautiful leo goes to reflect on all of the charges he's had over his lifetime as a white lighter he then thinks about his mortal life be- this is interesting too he says being the eldest of several siblings and taking care of them so leo had brothers and sisters this was something introduced to the canon. I was like, yeah. you, like I have never heard or even referenced Leo's like that life. Right. Leo yeah. didn't even talk, like to talk about his life like that. No. And Piper didn't want to see it because of the time frame. But I was right. like, thought that was interesting. So, and you can't really say it's wrong because we really don't know. He, he could have very well had brothers and sisters. We don't know. We never got to explore that. So you can't fight it in the canonical, but it is interesting uh, if this yeah. is true. He feels guilty for having been pulled in all directions, um, but realizes that if he works with honesty, passion, and devotion in everything he does, whoever he helps, as long as he's honest and doing everything to his best of his abilities, then he is doing his job correctly. Um, So he like forgives himself. uh, And then he orbs upstairs in one piece and not half and half. So he's like, I am cured. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i thought that was very sound and centered because um it made sense he's all over the place and it manifested itself for him to splitting in two mm-hmm. so it made sense i love very, it very very similar to like proof's astral projection when that first appeared yes yes i love it so, mm-hmm. so all right page this is page's turn uh she confronts the false images that are shown in her room all those holographic childhood fake images um, and she ponders the pressure to live up to Prue, um, and she keeps, you know, wishing that she had the opportunity to grow, opportunity to grow up with the sisters. So she's fighting these feelings, but then she reminds herself that she had adoptive parents who showed her so much love, and she would never regret the childhood that she spent with them. Um, so she opens her bedroom door to see her parents of her adoptive parents. Yeah, they're serving her dinner when she was eight. So it's like a dinner time with her adoptive parents, um, and then she smiles as the images finally fade. She's like, I remember this. This was beautiful. This was lovely. Um, he said in a page from my past that she loves, you know, her home cooking. So, yes. Mm-hmm. So, and this is really good because here you see, like, as much as we would have loved Paige to grow up with the sisters and have that, she did have another life that which she loved just as much with people who loved her just as much. And you can't discount any of that. So this was a really good bridge for that. I have a comment about that that I'm going to talk about later. Okay. Cool. I will keep that in mind. Um, everyone goes on to check on Phoebe now, who prepared a wonderful meal. I finished dinner. I'm an expert cooker. <laughs> and Pepper's like, this is delicious. Don't try to show me up, Phoebe. <laughs> Again, that food did sound good. And they had chocolate souffle, too. Oh. Yeah. I made souffle. I made chicken. I made veggies. And as they're about to feast on their food, the table, everything's on the table. But then the table opens up and like all the food like falls into like a void of 
<laughs> that devours all the food. When I say comedy, I fell out when I saw that, and it just ends. I'm like, you set up this food so nice and laid out on the table, and I'm imagining all of this all of a sudden just swallows up. Yeah, into the table, just disappears into the table. All right, <laughs> goodbye. Gosh. Uh, so then they all realize, like, oh, you know what? Bobo's still around. I got a feeling Bobo's still around. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah, they have to figure out a way to vanquish him or rid themselves of him. So so chapter 11. <laughs> After 11, Phoebe um, peruses the BOS and proposes this an anti-invisibility spell. <laughs> <laughs> and sees um, the page wants to add mer- uh, mercury to uh, the ingredient they're recreating the spell that they attempted on Bobo before to make it stronger. Uh, Phoebe remembers the woogie and Nicole using the nexus in the basement. Ah, the importance of being Phoebe, one of my favorites as well. Yes. Yeah. Believes the basement is a place where it has to uh, be vanquished and get the demon, you know, at its core while the evil dwells. So the next morning, the preparations are made for the big vanquish, and then Celeste arrives at the door for mommy and me. And I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> like they have that juxtaposition of them with the big battle, and then this whole mommy and me class uh, <laughs> coming in. Hilarious. I was so mad at them though. They're like, you said you can host whenever, but. You didn't even give up. She's like, we called you. I'm like, did you really, though? I think you just Again, gave up unannounced. Like, a no, bitch. the mommies were plotting, right? <laughs> the mommies were plotting. They plotted, like, from, you know, the previous chapter when I was like, oh, no, you can host. No, I'll host. No, you host. No, 5% you host. So, yeah, so they plotted then that something, oh, she had a cold or something like that or the flu. So she couldn't, uh, the person they had couldn't host. So that's why they, you know, ganged up on Piper at the manor. So, yeah. So Celeste came uh, with the mommy and me trays and everything. Uh, Piper panics and she knows that this is the worst time ever because they're, uh, doesn't, they don't want to, she doesn't want to seem like a flake because she's trying to have a consistent, normal life yeah. outside of magic and whatnot. So that's always. She's like, I show. guess we got to let him in because I, I can't turn him away. Phoebe's like, come on in. Serious? We'll have a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe suggests that she take the moms to the attic where they'll be safe. I was like, the attic? I know. I cannot believe. Of all places. Of all places. Yeah, I was thinking. Of like, all places. Like, how? Like, <laughs> so I know her and Leo, like, scurry up the attic and take half an hour to clean up the attic. But I'm like, that's full of magic stuff. <laughs> I'm like, take them to the solarium. Maybe, yeah. Right? Like, even so- the backyard. It's probably nice yep. out. That is a big house. Beautiful settings all around where you could just lay out with the kids. Why the attic? I yeah. didn't get. So. so like, just wait here. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna hide the book of shadows and hide magic stuff, and then you can bring them up. I'm like, that seems like way too much work. Yeah, like, it really. Is. <laughs> and the attic no is a big space too. Yeah. So no, but, <laughs> but that's where they go. Right. <laughs> So while the other moms are occupied, the sisters go to the basement and begin to summon Bobo. Before they can finish, Celeste appears. This scene <laughs> is <laughs> Celeste. I remember this clearly. Celeste just like a flood of light opens up. Piper, is there? <laughs> right right there? in the middle of a spell. They're, right. They're, 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 they're okay. literally holding hands, chanting, "Piper." We was hoping that they had the cartons for the the, the milk cartons. You milk? We got milk or anything? And then Nancy, another mom, comes in. Yeah. Piper, I was there. You guys are like, what's going on? It's very see see. I would be suspicious of them. I would think they're demons or something. Mm-mm, this is yeah, very right. like you know shapeshifters in Thank You for it more fan. Hi, I made I made cookies, and they turn around and there's the other one. Like right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's but very no, much I'm that. like. 
I knew that those moms were just like just plain nosy because they mm-hmm. they knew that Piper was very you know skittish around them yeah. and whatnot. So yeah, they, they want as much dirt as they can use on you. You know, right? Like right. like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, before they can finish, uh, Celeste who threw subtle shade by the way when she went to the basement, <laughs> and because uh, the girls told her that it was a gas leak, that's why they were all down yeah. there. She's like, you know, I do smell an odor. She was like. <laughs> Like, I was like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm ignoring because yeah. you know we it's have like, some things to do. But you would have right. house problems because that's right. just that's the kind of people you are. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. So um then they say the spell to summon Bobo uh after uh Celeste leaves and Bobo charges appears uh out of the uh, ground, charges at them, swinging his tentacles, knocking them uh the potions out of the onto the floor. He's immune to the freezes and regenerates and nothing the sisters can do. So I think they oh they yeah, they're they go into hiding. Yeah, because this is crazy. Like everything they try to do on this thing is ineffective. It's like mm-hmm. which is not common. I mean, this is crazy for a, for a little toy that may turn into a demon is getting the better of you. It's pretty right. crazy. <laughs> they are the charmed ones. What is going on? Yeah. So chapter 12, Leo appears with Wyatt into the basement, uh, believing he's figured out why they've had no luck. Vanquishing, vanquishing Bobo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, since Wyatt conjured him, Wyatt has to send Bobo away. And I thought this was a bit odd, too, because I'm like, Bobo is just chilling in the corner while they talking. So, like, he's like, he's in the back, like, he's like, I'm just going to stay here while you figure it out. (laughs) You want some of this? (laughs) Right, right. Just in the background. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, when, when Bobo came after Piper, so now that they have it figured out, he's like, let's, it's like, Bobo, I'm over here. And so he comes up to Piper, but then Wyatt, seeing that his mom's be about to be attacked, pointed a finger at Bobo and poofed him out of existence. Very much the dragon situation all over again. Very much, yes, yes. Um, it was hoping, like Piper said, I was hoping he didn't want anything to happen to her. So yeah, to me. So yeah. 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 So that's that one. Then we have just an epilogue left. And the sisters come out from a uh, day of shopping. Here, Leo making noises in the uh, basement again, flummoxed, uh, and they end with "There's no place like home." Everything is back to normal. Yeah, now. a pretty quick thing. It's like, okay, everything's okay. Leo's mm-hmm. making noises, fixing up shop, mm-hmm. and then Phoebe's like, "Oh yes, there's no place like home." Right. Antm, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the end. The end. Yes. So How overall thoughts. Nice. House of Shards, it was an interesting read because um, I'm so, I'm very much the meticulous person with my charm knowledge. I'm like, up, oh, that happened in Cat House, or up, oh, that <laughs> happened in Carpe Demon. So I'm, <laughs> so when something, they, they played with a history like that, which they have the license to, I'm quick to yeah. call on it. I was like, you know what? I have to just suspend my mind and, you know, focus on the story, but I enjoy it. Yeah. I thought this was a nice read. And quite sentimental you know mm. nothing in the book was mind-blowing but it was generally sweet and introspective which i appreciated standout moments were when we got the glimpse of what childhood would have been like for the four girls together um it is very like kingdom hearts chain of memories which is the one that happened between one and two uh, because in there it's like there are false memories and even though they know the, me- the memories are false the feelings that they brought up 
are very real and powerful. And that's yes. what this reminded me of, you know, very powerful feelings, even though they're fake, it still strikes something in you. Mm-hmm. So that was I really nice. I really felt I really felt and cared for Paige in that moment in time, mm-hmm. especially when um, she were make, was making cookies with grams, because um, that was an extra memory that, you know, is not real. But of course, like you said, she there was something that she could have had. I wish mm-hmm. I have had that nostalgia that can I uh, go back to my point that I was saying before about this? That was um, I want to say cheaper by the coven uh season seven when episode three was, yeah mm-hmm, when they had a bit of a family reunion and they were and that was ironically about because of a, another wyatt manifestation um mm-hmm. when they came to S- the, the sibling uh, rivalry yeah mm-hmm. so but i remember that scene in the hall uh they were i think lying and you know waiting for the demon to attack um wyatt and they were just in the hall Hyperfibia and Paige, and they were just wondering, do you ever, you know, remember, do you ever, how it would be if Victor and Patty raised them? And mm-hmm. Papa was like thinking about it all the time. And Paige was just like, I remember that scene. And Paige was like, well, you know, I wouldn't have been here if that was the case. I was like, no. I'm like, I wish there are certain moments in Charm that I wish that, you know, they, I know they explored more. Yeah. Yeah. I know Phoebe and Piper were raised together, but with, you know, Paige being there, like, you know, she wanted to be included in that. So I I like to think that this book really did kind of include her in many ways. Yeah. So it was really, and chapter 10, especially too, when all the characters were confronting their personal issues, was a real standout, standout, real highlight for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So this book, however, was quite egregious. With continuity errors, which we're going to get into a little bit later. Um, so while I w- liked my overall time with the book, I did enjoy it. I was irked by those inaccuracies. <laughs> Let's see if there's any other notes I hear that I didn't say yet. Oh, <laughs> Piper tells Wyatt that being delivered by Phoebe was way better than having him born in a hospital, which I'm like, ooh, burn on Chris. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is the thing, though. This is the thing. Now, where was Chris during this whole time? Like, did he exist? Was he, like, away this episode? Because it was before, but I'm like, there was no, there shouldn't be an offense if Chris wasn't known yet in there, right? Right, but, right. right. Um, but so, you burn on Chris and Dean. I know. Um, but yeah, so, and a lot of these books, none of these books have had Chris in them yet. So, while he should be here in the future since, you know, the grown-up Chris should be here this time, I never really get bothered by that fact that he's not because he's not imperative to the story, he's not relevant to the story or what they do. So I'm okay with it. It's mm-hmm. just, but yeah, Chris would be introduced at this time. For the characters to keep saying that they think the house is attacking them, it didn't ever like particularly feel that way all that much. I mean, it just seemed more like random things were happening, not that it was like the house's fault. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause, um, uh, yeah, because I think it was, and they felt it too. It was a bit brash. Them, yeah, you know, moving out and thinking the house is evil and attacking them, and like, <laughs> and they're pretty much like, "What we did to the house? Like, we are we, are, you know, abandoning our legacy? I know we have our lives going on, but I don't think it's that bad that the house is attacking us." Like, right? This. It didn't. It just didn't feel like there was enough to think that it was the house. I don't know. It just wasn't enough going on with the house itself. I agree. Um, this was close to something like sympathy for the demon when Barbas made the he like trapped him in there, and then the fears came. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was having kind of those feelings, mm-hmm. and then so. they, yeah, that 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 makes sense. That and that mm-hmm. a whole projection that Piper saw projection that episode, of the fears. yeah, of, yeah, of uh, Patty. I'm sorry, 
That was Patty, yeah, and Victor, and uh, them getting into it and whatnot. So yeah, no, it was actually Penny. It was, it was, it was Penny. Sorry, it's Penny Grams. and mm-hmm. Grams. Penny and Victor. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, and so this was very similar to those, like having the holograms, having the fears come, and I think it was much more effective in that episode for that that kind of feeling of fear and and you know things. But it was it was a similar concept, I guess. So I don't know. Okay, so that's all I got for notes. Now we're gonna do. Put that in my canonical hat. Canonical. Here's where we get into <laughs> what's true, what's not true to the narrative. All right. Anything that jumps to your mind right away? Um, the introduction. <laughs> I forgot. I should have wrote this down, but I forgot which chapter <laughs> it was. But uh, throughout the book, they recall the histories of who everybody is and how everybody came to be. There was a particular, you know, part where they talk about Phoebe coming back from new york and how they and how phoebe reintroduced to you know everyone to the charm uh, to the charm ones piper didn't tell prue that phoebe was coming that that was for episode one but yet in the book it was demonstrated like they called her back from new york i was like that is not true at all like this section is just false so i was like where did that even come from because clearly in the first episode phoebe comes in with an umbrella and a bike (laughs) and you know it's a surprise (laughs) to prue piper knew because she was talking to phoebe for that for some time but she didn't and um then she found the Book of Shadows after, you know, arguing them in the attic and whatnot. But the book says it's a whole d- another narrative altogether. Yeah. So I have a note about that. They say Phoebe moved in after Grams died, came for the funeral, and then just decided to stay. Right. When really, yeah, I mean, really, she died first. And then she left for six months for New York. And then it yes. Back. So, and I'm so glad that was explained in pre-witched and season yeah, three. So yeah. yeah, I'm glad we got to saw that. Season exactly. Three, so, yeah. mm-hmm. so that was the wrong thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> anything else before I go over my list? I'm trying to think. I mean, we did mention the washing machine, washer and dryer. Oh yeah. The washer and dryer. I think they, um, because the, of course the gaping hole in the upstairs bathroom they said use the downstairs bathroom i was like what downstairs bathroom <laughs> but that's that shows continuity as well because i believe that first season the closet kind of like in the that middle area of the house that was a bathroom because i remember prue coming out to yep. the bath towel and they changed it sometime in season two halfway through right. season two that it was not a bathroom anymore <laughs> right it was a- <laughs> <laughs> it would be turned out into a closet because uh, yeah. Stanley, I remember his name, I believe. And, uh, <laughs> My uh, name shall live forever in infamy. Yes. Right, right. Was, <laughs> no, no, no. The day the magic died. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Um, let's see. What else do I have? The book says Piper and Phoebe moved in after their mother died. I'm like, I mean, they were kids and were already living there. So I'm like, did the this book, whole time? Yeah. yeah. Like, did the book mean grandmother? Was this a typo? I was really like, mm, that doesn't compute in my brain. No, because uh, <laughs> they, they uh, that uh, scene where they're talking, I think, right outside the um, supply shop, Phoebe and Piper in the book, saying that they longed for the house. They, you know, they never left the house. I was like, well, there was clearly a time where y'all wanted to leave all of you and matter of fact prue and piper moved out and got an apartment and wouldn't yeah. you know you know and then want to move out the manor. this is you know their 20s that's when piper was working as life. an accountant it's a right right you know? yeah. yeah so they they clearly wanted to leave you know in their history so mm-hmm. i just loved how that you know that revisionist history was like oh i never wanted to leave the manor it's our home how can we leave <laughs> 
I was like, no, yeah, I wanted to leave. It's, it's, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, we did mention that Leo being a white letter um, and that he's not separated from Piper. Right. This is a common thing in all these books at, the, in the, at this time where like none of them accept that. <laughs> but at uh, the same time, during, during that time, uh, Paige is temping. And I'm like, Paige, tempt. you know, she quit a you know, job mm-hmm. season five and season six. She was, you know, trying to get back, have a balance during temp jobs. And they mentioned that in the book. <laughs> but you know all these other it's, it's like you're choosing which one you want to do so uh, yeah. from the canon you know in this book Paige was left on the steps of the church where Sister Agnes found her but in the show Patty and Sam brought her directly to Agnes where she's like you come from angels you angels <laughs> in a bay of white light I'm like yes I'm like she it was very detailed and what happened yes. how it was presented yeah you still come from angels <laughs> 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 um, the book spells woogie wrong they say w-o-o-g-i-e in the book which it was w-o-o-g-y oh well, yeah g-y like a whole episode is like you know it's in the title of the episode yeah it's in the spell that they wrote in the book of shadows if you look at the book of shadows page right you know right. so how could you spell it wrong and what's interesting is the fandom does not have that note in there i'm like mm, it'll probably be added after this podcast it says prue piper and phoebe were raised by their parents on the show their mother died when they were young, obviously, and the grandmother chased Victor away. So I, I guess they were raised by the parents for a short while in this that they mentioned. But then they talk about Graham's raising them. So I was very confused. See that, but but that the show plays with that, you know, timeline. They mm-hmm. breathe, they talk about it, but they don't really go into it. And that's why I mentioned earlier about right. I love to see that time frame of exactly what happened during that era. Right. Because they really don't they play on it in the show itself about you know what happened in time. But if you put all the ideas together and you piece mm-hmm. it together, you're like, well, what about this? What about that? Mm-hmm. So there's a little holes that I would like to see mm-hmm. filled. Because it definitely know? had to be a time where Victor was around and raising right. the girls. Because he, he didn't completely abandon them when they were born. So mm-hmm. there I mean yeah I guess that's really about what point in time we're talking about. So I guess that's not an inaccuracy necessarily. It's just not specific enough. Right. Here they say Hallowell Manor is built on top of a portal to the underworld. <laughs> I'm like, like, no. No. <laughs> it's yeah. that was fully explained that, you know, it was that, you know, they were that house was built there for a reason. You know, and it was explained in uh is you know the Woogie mm-hmm. episode about, you know. They were in the center of the pentacle, and it was a sign of good magic. And they, you know, built the family, built the house there after the uh, San Francisco earthquake, I believe in 1906, and, um, you know, for good and for good to permeate. Yes. And hopefully evil won't. So, yes, yeah, we're, taking, we're taking control so that evil can't use this nexus power, you right. know, because it's a neutral zone, or whatever. But yeah, so that's what it's supposed to be the nexus. But they said the underworld. Maybe they, maybe it was a maybe conscious choice to change it so that casual readers would better understand it i guess so yeah because i guess you have to go into the lore of like what's the nexus what's the yeah. with that? So, so maybe that was just a conscious choice but mm-hmm. still incorrect <laughs> <laughs> oh when when they came up with that luck spell because when phoebe was like i can make a luck spell out of whatever the was, luck yes yes mm-hmm. there's there's a in the show a luck spell was used twice prue used one on maggie murphy she made a luck spell and we see how that turned out unfortunately, yeah. yes. mm-hmm. oh, oh sad <laughs> And then Paige made one in Lucky Charm. So isn't mm-hmm. that funny that Prue and Paige both made a luck spell? 
there are parallels. There are very par- yes, there are various parallels that if you really look and see that it, it's funny. That's true. Yeah. And here they said that Prue's favorite fairy tale was the Little Mermaid, which I have a hard time believing. I was like, the what? <laughs> even in, even what? <laughs> even in the book, she was protesting to say that she was. <laughs> To say that that was her favorite fairy tale, like she was like, wait a minute, she did all that just for you know to have legs. <laughs> right. I'm like, <laughs> like even then, Prue was defiant. So it's kind of going back on, yeah, which is funny. Like there. But yeah. I'm just thinking, like, of all people, Prue wanted the Little Mermaid I, because her greatest fear was being drowned. She was sad that Patty drowned, and her greatest fear was drowning. But she's like, okay, but I love Little Mermaid. <laughs> I didn't compute. Um, I know that uh, I know, of course, Phoebe is big on Cinderella, but yes. yeah, Prue and Little Mermaid. You know, like, mm. like maybe Prue saw it as like an inspirational story of a poor girl escaping her watery hell to like, and living a life on land. And she's right, like, yes, right. let's get out of that water, girl. <laughs> I'm rooting for you. Then, yes, so you know, pulling yourself up by your own legs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe. maybe. Maybe that if we if we clarify about what her inspiration from the show is from the the lore is of the yeah then it makes sense to me, but mm-hmm. it was just a little odd. Oh, and they say in the book Patty was the one who bound the powers, the sisters' powers instead of Graham's. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's um very inaccurate yeah. because you know again my favorite show. Is that 70s episode and you see it again yeah and uh pre-witched and whatnot about the back and forth about uh binding the girls powers mm-hmm. and or you know wanted to have the powers back so yeah <laughs> it was I'm like, well, where again like i guess we'll chalk it up to like you said to for the average reader who loves you like yeah. going into it they really do introduce if you are like a new viewer a, a new reader or not familiar with you know that they introduce who page is mm-hmm. if you were like many shorts um daryl just various characters that you don't have to tell me i know of, you know yeah. pretty much already <laughs> yeah pretty much the first chapter of every book is just giving people that that exposition Overview. in case they need to catch up yeah right mm-hmm. So a lot, I hear from a lot of fans when they read this book, they're like, I couldn't get into it because they just keep telling me stuff I already know. But, you know, you ha- knowing how it works, you kind of have to in case someone just happens to pick it up for the sake of picking up a book. Mm-hmm. You know? So I get it. Uh, my final canonical thing is that they spelled Elise wrong. They spelled Elise with a Y. I saw that. I was yeah. like, yeah, that's not how you spell Elise's name, but I'll yeah. go with it, along yeah. with her demeanor as well. But I won't grade too hard. So, yeah, so this had a book had a lot of continuity problems. Um, is there anything else that you can think of that I didn't say? <laughs> or you think uh, I got them all? <laughs> you, you really got them all. I know I made some notes as well, but the okay. you, you pretty much said it all. Okay, good. So now we're going to get into rhyme time. Should we try a spell? Why not? Let's try a spell. In the wind, I send this rhyme. Bring death before me, before my time. You've really got to lay off the rhyming through. Wonderful. Witty, but wordy. I did the rhyme. I will do the time. Good night. Uh, Let's do some spells. All right. There's quite a few spells on this as well. So the first one is to stop a flood. This is the one that Phoebe did in the basement after she levitated when the water came at her. Uh, It says, elemental powers I summon to save, dry and remove the oncoming wave. (laughs) Cute. I like it. (laughs) Short and sweet and pretty. Yes. (laughs) 
the next one I see is here to purify a house. The six month long spell. <laughs> where did the elders get this spell from? Six months? Oh, like God. that was the long. I don't even think in the show there was anything that had a that lengthy of you know time as far as spells wise. No. Mm. But no, there are uh, housewoman inhabitants turn against it will turn against its inhabitants. <laughs> Dried lavender, thyme, thyme, honey, rose petals uh, to restore love to the house. Uh, balance uh, with rose quartz uh, in the far points of the house to channel the energy <laughs> so it can get evenly distributed and absorbed. A house exorcism takes six months. Any family member that answers it during the cleansing period breaks of the spell. No, I say there had to be a lot of rules, of course, to, you know, you're not the entire house. Yeah. They're going to do it. Uh, that's that. I guess that, I guess we don't have the spell part of it. I guess it was just more about an action for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is the good luck spell. This is the one that Phoebe wrote in that fake memory. <laughs> it says, downy duck filled with pluck, release a stroke of pure good luck. <laughs> See, yes, and Grams was like, "Excellent! Like this is you it's know, so good, Phoebe, and it was so good." Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> it was, I dare say, foreshadow to the how she is with you know spell mm-hmm. casting, spell writing. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we next have to repair a shattered orb. A power of three spell form a circle around the shattered angel. Uh, <laughs> Well, this is the spell they use, of course, to help Leo Mm -hmm. uh, in his uh, uneven state. (laughs) Um, We three sisters, body and soul, request our angel be made whole. So that took me back. Mm -hmm. So yeah, a lot of really quick two-line spells, but, you know, they they work. Sometimes those two lines are just all you need, and as long as they sound good. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, so I'm not really offended by any of these so far. They're just fun. to vanquish the closet monster <laughs> this is the one that piper came up with after her explodey molecular combustion power did not work on it uh it says creature from the closet demon from beyond this charmed one commands you be gone <laughs> the reaction i don't love this one mm. it's just like the way the, the syllables the syllables aren't like this charm one commands you be gone i feel just like there needs to be more in that last line um and, if, and when it starts off it sounds like something from the haunted mansion <laughs> i think of like <laughs> madame leota like creepies and crawlies <laughs> and that's um, it's just simple to the point that's it get in get out <laughs> yeah yeah so i think it's fine but i don't something about it bothers me i don't know what <laughs> All right. Because they have the anti-invisibility spell. It goes uh, demon of night, demon of day, demon of air, show us the way. Allow your image to hereby appear. We witches shall vanquish. It matters not where. I would say um, I like how the length, because, you know, know, we do need those uh, lengthy spells uh, from time to time. And it takes me back to uh, those original spells in the book. But I enjoy that one quite a bit. I do enjoy that one. So it's a really good length because it, you know, it gets you rolling. You feel comfortable with it. You have a, mm-hmm. a it's a really solid yeah, length. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you really get to feel it, but it's not like overwhelming. And yeah, I like it. And even though where is a little bit different with the than the rhyme, I don't mind it. I think it fits just enough. So I think it works. I enjoy it. Uh, next one, 
to banish Bobo. A potion is needed. <laughs> Childhood memories, sour or sweet. We hereby command thee to retreat. There we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do it. Banishing him. Um, and that just kind of made him invisible. It didn't even. Yeah. It is. So he's in the house somewhere still lurking. So we. Yeah. Just... Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, to summon Bobo, uh, the spell requires the power of three and the potion mixed with mercury. Which is very much needed, they said, you know, to make it a little bit more stronger. Mm-hmm. So they go with, of course, the demon of night, demon of day, demon of ours. Show us the way. Allow your image to hereby appear. We witches shall vanquish our childhood fears. So yeah. I do like this one. Yeah. It takes me back to. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely like an, they modified the anti invisibility spell, mm-hmm. um, but it is very nice. On the fandom, it says that this was a spell to vanquish. Bobo, but it really was just as well to summon him, I think, more. Mm-hmm. Um, next, I have Best Betty Rankings. Seems almost anticlimactic after all this time, doesn't it? <laughs> it was the only way to get their powers. And now I want yours. Darkest forces, let it be. Hear my plea, bring life to me. Best Batty. <laughs> I'm going to determine where Bobo fits in my rankings of the books in this section that we're working with. I am going to put Bobo as number six out of 10 right now, because I don't think he's more powerful than Gil Townsend, even though Gil was just a mortal. He was like being a serial killer and murdering people. So I, whereas the Bobo was pretty strong um, but he was kind of contained into the house. So he wouldn't go out on like a killing spree or anything like that. And it was more about like, he's more of a nuisance than anything than being yeah. threat- threatening. So yeah. So he's, sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so he's, he's still higher than a lot of them. So he's right, right in the middle of the road for me. So six out of 10 so far. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to grade him as well? Grade him. Mm-hmm. Oh, as for, I never done that before, but let's see, I'm going to give him, because he is pretty resilient, I would say. Um, I'm going to give him a B. Because he is powerful and stuff. So, yeah. I just don't think he's like high threat. I, but he is very resilient and strong. So, And conjured by Wyatt, which is... It's <laughs> always a, you know, a good story. When you know what, what Wyatt conjures something, you know. But, you know, something is about to go down. So, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so it's tips for future white lighters. I was out being a force of good in the universe. Uh, do you have a moral from the story? Uh, the moral of the story. Um, it runs with what I said in the beginning when it comes to family. Just um, make sure you check in on family and make sure you're there for each other. Otherwise, it will literally tear you apart if you're, you, know, and you, you th- have some things that are missing. Yeah. So, um, family is a good uh, of classic charm. Is the good moral of the story, and to just take care of hearth and home like they have been, and uh, just um, just check in on one another and whatnot. Because uh, there's a lot of soul searching that Paige went through, Leo went through, 
all of them went through really yeah and it really manifested itself in the house so mm-hmm. just check in on each other yeah i have a i have a similar kind of theme my tip is self-reflection getting to the root of your feelings and overcoming your own negativity is a very therapeutic and rewarding pastime so <laughs> yeah i would recommend it yeah right like it's it's very necessary i'm all about the you know getting into self and mental health and whatnot so yeah it's very important mm-hmm. so yeah i i had a good time with this book uh i i liked it so here we go uh, i guess we reached the end where can people find you and stuff oh um uh, just mainly on instagram <laughs> okay uh rod shire uh that's me uh, a combination of my first and last name and whatnot so um and that's pretty much it uh i can i keep a low count i'm very like a low profile type of guy but sure. if you if you pique my interest and whatnot i'm gonna come out and be like hey yeah that's me if you talk about charmed power rangers you know who to go it's to. a wrap it's over it's yeah. over for everybody like i will you <laughs> will not shut me up all that so yeah yeah because i that's how i found you and you know mm-hmm. i enjoy i you know we made a plan to do this book long ago <laughs> I cannot believe, like, this is, what, a year in the making? Yeah. Like, I cannot believe, like, but I'm so glad you um, you re- remembered, kept me on schedule, and mm-hmm. all, all the good things. So I'm good. glad I, I'm glad I got to, got to chat it up. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. You know, someone who gets the charm, you know, we, you know it's yes. always nice when you find someone who is as passionate as you are, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> because I can go on and I can go into detail and I can be a bit nerdy about it, but... <laughs> it's all good i'm like I'm, I'm, i appreciate the conversation yes you're in good company <laughs> all right well you can find this podcast at words of the witches on instagram facebook and youtube or words of witches if you're on twitter you can rate and review if you feel like doing that that's always helpful so thanks for doing that um yeah email us at words of witches pod at gmail.com with questions or concerns oh before we go, I did want to uh, propose an ultimate power challenge. There's one more battle on the horizon, one unlike you've ever faced before. Ultimate power challenge. I want to have people send in if they can tell me how many times the sisters had sibling antagonists. So they had to go against other sets of siblings. so that's gonna be the challenge for next week and see if we can see who turns it in um yeah that's exciting (laughs) um you can follow my other podcast uh hanging with the hallowells just ended so we finished season six through eight of the series and you can go listen to those episodes if you feel like those with sean and then we have another podcast together called Solving for X, which is an X-Men 90s animated series podcast. So I guess we'll see you guys later this month in two weeks for Phoebe Who, which is the next book. Your destiny still awaits. Yeah. <laughs>